Hello, and welcome to Just Another Side Quest. Um, this is episode one. Uh, we're going to give it a shot. Uh, my name is Randall. And I'm James. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we are uh, we're friends. We've known each other for varying lengths of time to different extents. Um, we all love video games, and uh, there will be more guests coming uh, in and out uh, week to week. Um, but... Uh, we're, you know, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about games that we've played lately and, uh, you know, what we like about them, what we don't, what we're looking forward to and, you know, little changes that could make, you know, a game a little more enjoyable. Um, so let's go ahead and start with, uh, James. I know you've got some thoughts. Uh, oh, what yeah. do you want to start with tonight? Uh, well, I've been playing quite a few games, um, uh, work gave me two weeks off during Christmas, so I've had this gigantic chunk of free time suddenly pop into my life. Uh, so I made a point of trying to get through some of my infamous backlog um, that everyone seems to have. And so I got a couple games finished, which felt really good. Um, so I've been playing a pile of stuff. I uh, got through God of War finally. That's been on my list for a while. I finished Death Stranding. And also, because of the PlayStation um, Plus membership that I have, I was able to play through Titanfall 2 finally as well. Um, oh, wonderful game. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I was really surprised at how good that campaign was. It was a really tight, really short, but uh, for free. It's hard to argue with that price. Um, it, was, it was really good at just carrying me through set piece after set piece after set piece. Um, and telling a really pretty solid story throughout. It felt like I was playing Halo 2 again. Um, yeah, it was that same kind of a feel. I felt very invested in the characters. I, I could yeah. tell everyone apart, and I really felt like I was I was being brought into the story. Yeah, really quickly. I mean, it almost, as an adult now, like looking back on Halo um, and the way they invest you so quickly... Uh, as an adult, I almost felt like some of the tricks that they're like trying to pull and how quickly they try to pull them on you um, with certain characters, maybe dying or living, like right off the bat, stuff happening. Um, but just as soon as you get into combat and they keep throwing those at you, I've, I felt like a kid again. Uh, I felt like I was playing Halo 2 for the first time in a lot of ways. Um, so like that was an absolutely wonderful experience i can see where for 60 dollars, someone who's not interested in multiplayer it's gonna have a hard time with paying essentially ten dollars per hour um for a campaign uh but at this point for anybody who hasn't played it, it it's absolutely worth the time investment um especially i'll tell you free. what i i paid 20 i paid 20 dollars yeah, yeah. for the game about a year ago and i did maybe two hours of multiplayer and but I loved the campaign, yeah. And for me, it was worth the twenty dollars. And you know, everyone's everyone's uh, value investment is going to be different. But personally, uh, for me, it was it was worth the money because it was the the quality and the experience that it gave me is just right up my alley. Yeah, and that's it's interesting um, as far as like value per hour, so to speak. Um, and with a game like Titanfall, I'm actually happy that it's shorter. A lot of times I get tired or mm -hmm. exhaustion from games. Um, Some of them are belabored or they feel like they have padding. There is only one mission that even resembled padding. But, you know, the more I thought, of, thought back to it, it still let a lot out on the table. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's just the uh, the abandoned town is is the only one that really felt too long, mm-hmm. but it needed to to move a lot of real estate uh, for the story uh, in that in in that uh, that bit. So they really couldn't have done much more to uh, to cut it down. No, yeah, and that actually, yeah, during the the few slow points that you have served really well almost to get you tired of them because you immediately get back into some high stakes action set piece stuff. Um, so abs- like that absolutely has been a high point um, in the last couple games I've played. Uh, Death Stranding is on the other side of the spectrum where I put 70 hours into that one uh, <laughs> to finish it. Um, now, also I'm going to need to give game. me a, an, an overview on that one because that's one that I, I, I've seen coming. I know yeah. it's a Kojima. But yeah. I, I it's have, good. All I've seen is one Reddit post of a guy with a backpack that's like 40 stories uh, tall. Yeah, it's... That, that's the stories what I know. Yeah. Something about a baby. I don't. I don't really know. Can you kind of give yeah. me a, a Aaron? A can you sum it up? Um, you're a delivery man with a baby hooked up to you that has supernatural powers, and those supernatural powers means that it can sense the ghosts that are dead that are going to kill you, and you have to deliver things through these ghost infested lands. That's the summary. Uh, a lot of people stuff. Yeah. called it a walking simulator, which I'd argue against. I think it's a hiking simulator. I think that that's mm-hmm. the tag uh, to be giving it. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool sci-fi premise. Um, the cutscenes that you get are insane. Not that they're like over-the-top set-piece action or even that they're overly cinematic it's a lot of just like two people in a room talking but they're so well mo-capped and they're every little bit of their acting is mo-capped and and comes through um in the graphics that you just you feel like you're watching a movie and it's all that like a lot of the slow moments in movies um but it's it's almost the exact same thing and so you play for these gigantic long exposition dumps uh, that the game gives you on a, a very regular basis all the way to the end. Um, and that just, it elevates the game to a whole different level for anybody who wants and enjoys cutscenes in games. Now, if you're looking to skip through cutscenes, you're probably going to dislike the core game loop that's underneath it, which is. Well, it's, it's Kojima. Kojima yeah. makes movies, weird yeah, long movies he, with some video game he, bits thrown Exactly. In. He just wants to make movies. <laughs> He's been doing it through the video game format. Yeah, that's... uh, It has uh, kind of a... You can feel him in every part of the game, which is cool. I haven't really played a lot of other games where you feel like every little piece of its core game loop has been so finely tuned and thought about. All the extraneous parts of a core game loop thought about. Um, And there's just like this kind of love and attention that a lot of other games feel like they're designed by numbers or by committee or, you know, certain systems are completely in place just because other games do them um, or that they're just kind of trying to catch the most people as possible for certain systems. Okay, so you said core game loop. Um, I remember with uh, Halo, one of the designers uh, was talking about that, that, uh, that whatever 22nd, game like game loop that you just repeat over and over and having to make that that perfect is that the type of the game loop that you're saying is that that 
short-term repetitive thing that you spend most of your time doing? Is that what they focused on? So uh, Death Stranding, oh, do you have something, Aaron? I wouldn't say, yeah, they did really focus on the, the shorter game loop, but they also refined the larger game loop. But they got the shorter part done, so that way the bigger one is still enjoyable in the small moments, which hmm. really is why James mentioned it's a hiking simulator. And that's because walking across, across this terrain is fun and interesting, really? and you have to plan for it. And it makes it... Going from point A to point B is really interesting in this game. You can't just walk straight forward. You can get off balance and fall. And for a player who's going to be just pushing through, particularly in the beginning when you don't have the abilities and stats to really get to balance out on things, it's going to be a lot harder and you have to be a lot more careful. And and then they do a good job of getting you at the beginning where you don't have any of these extra any of the extra tech or anything that's in game that would help you balance out or get across certain terrain faster. As you gain those things, it feels more rewarding. And this is just going through the game, not even like the actual quests that are part of the game. So the empowerment was well was well designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I empowerment uh, scale. Would you would you say it's like uh, a steep curve, or is it like steps where you're overpowered for a while, and then everyone else kind of comes back up to you, and then it gets hard again until you get empowered again, or is it you slowly kind of trickle up with the uh, difficulty? It's a couple rules of the game. I think the first one is it's easy. Uh, so you are always, it feels like you're always overpowered uh, if it's talking about combat. Um, the overall reward loop that you get, so the, the little rewards of power that you get throughout the game, uh, are felt, they, they came in bursts, and there's like a linear slow burn reward system. Um, so there, there's certain moments where you're going to get new equipment, and those are these these huge bursts of, of more power. But then along the way, your gear just gets a little better and a little better and a little better. And that comes at a really very nice, fairly linear kind of trajectory throughout the game. So you, you feel like you're always getting small rewards and occasionally these big ones um, through equipment. I'd say that the... I mean, the reason that it feels so well-tuned, I guess, um, and feels like the designer really was like played through the game a lot. Honestly, that's a big part. It's just the director of the game. It feels like he played the thing a lot. Um, is the best moments in that game are typically when you're you're walking through an area. At least for me, um, you'll be walking and it gets boring. The game does at times just want you to walk across an area of land where no decisions are really being made. You have little micro decisions. Do I step on this rock? Do I not? That's fairly boring. There isn't a lot of engagement in that. It seems more tedious um, to anybody who hasn't played it. It does end up being a little more fun, as Aaron's pointed out. There's there's some fun in those mechanics. Um, but as soon as I find myself getting bored in the game, Kojima comes in with a sweet song, some like indie, <laughs> like just this kind of sad, melancholy indie song just kicks in. All the rest of the music it's either turned off, fades way down, sound effects all get dropped, and then the song just starts playing in stereo very loudly. The camera pans back like 20 feet from your character, and I, I'm in like a little music video. I, I get this whole song from start to finish, like three and a half minutes of music. 
Um, and it always kicks in right at the moment I felt like I was about to get bored. And then I go, oh, yeah, uh, this is nice. Thanks, Kojima. And then it, it carries me to the next delivery point or whatever. Um, and I get there, and then the loop kicks back in. Okay, what do I need to deliver? What do I need to prep for the next mission? Um, and that's where the hiking simulator kicks in. A lot of the fun is in the mental work that goes into prep and planning out your hike and making sure you have the right equipment. Um, but then when you do, which is most of the time, the game, you kind of always feel good, like you've always got the right equipment. And when you don't, the multiplayer component kicks in and uh, you have this ability to actually send stuff online to each other. You don't really get to send it, but some of your content will be pulled and put into other games. Um, and so between that, the planning, the prepping, moving through the game world, and then just this like element of Kojima showing up with a song when you're about to get bored um, has this level of attention and this detail to it that just doesn't happen in a lot of other AAA games, which is more of a double A that turned into a triple A as far as like the studio is concerned, how he like started this whole thing, grabbed a lot of the people from um, work before, like took them, took them with him. Um, so it's really cool just across the board. I like the story of the company, how he's been able to do this so quickly. Um, and just the beauty that this game is. It's very artsy. If you like artsy games, um, it's worth checking out because you get 70 hours of this. Mm-hmm. And no it's less. It's a lot to check out. Yeah, that was that's probably the biggest game I've chewed into in a while. Um, and oh yeah, after one of those, that's a marathon. How long did it take you, Aaron, to get through it? I can't remember. Is it like eighty some hours or something? Eighty something. But I also like long games. One of my other favorite games is Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's a big one. Well, so these are the kind of games I that? love. I heard you beat that multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I beat that one multiple times. I. <laughs> Started on easy, then I went to hard, then I went to very hard. I think I have a fourth playthrough that's like just still in the middle oh of it goodness, that yeah. I will return to eventually. Yeah, it's so. built on the same engine as Death Stranding, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing some of even just like the locomotion of, of character movement, the way that it visually looks, um, was easy for you to kind of jump back into. I assume, Aaron. Yeah, it did, and I know that right now we've lent the game to a friend, so we don't have it. But um, I plan on, once I get it back, actually going back and doing some of the endgame content and trying to max out some of the things. Probably not 100%ing the game, because that's not me entirely for my game playing style. But I do like getting between 70 to 90%ing a game. Wow, that, that seems like quite, quite the game. So, I mean, you only had two weeks, and so that must have taken a, quite, a, quite a big chunk of that, just Death Stranding itself. Yeah, I didn't, uh, actually, I came out and watched a couple times. Oh, I guess, yeah. Um, also note, Aaron and I are married, so we're, like, having to share this game back yeah. and forth. I didn't get to finish it till like, she got finished with it, because when she got her PlayStation must it, be hot. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, you know, sharing is, is tough. But sharing is caring. It's caring, yeah. We got, we, we got through it, we both beat it, so, and then we shared it with somebody else. Um. Yeah, the uh, the other game that I finished over um, the break was God of War. And oh my goodness, I can see why that won Game of the Year last year. Uh, phenomenal game. After Death Stranding and the kind of go wherever you want within the mission structure, God of War was kind of weird because it's very much corridors and very, very meticulously planned encounters. 
Um, but that is one of the best games I've ever played. God of War tells an awesome story. It looks great while it's doing it. Um, and the controls are phenomenal. I don't think I've played a third-person action title that was as tight and as well designed, balanced um, as that one. So it's definitely um, one of the better games I've played in the last like decade, honestly. I can see why it got Game of the Year. So um, was it was it so good because it was innovative or because it um, <laughs> probably was just... Was it the perfect version of what it's been for the last few yeah. games? Uh, well, it was very innovative within its own universe. Um, I'd only played a little bit of, a, um, I think, an old the PlayStation 2, probably the first one, God of War, the original. Um, it's fairly different and jumps away from its old formula, but it is a combination of a lot of other game systems and game design ideas that are very popular right now. Um, it feels a lot like Uncharted at times. Um, so did you have to go protect your settlement? No. Uh, luckily, well, if, <laughs> I mean, you start, yeah, at the beginning, but no, it, yeah, that's, there are still, it's got that Ubisoft kind of numbers game and it's still, you know, lots of waypoints on a map. Uh, mm -hmm. Get a little fallouty. Yeah. To look around. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff locked behind either abilities that you'll get later in the game. Or, yeah, it's a lot of like look, look at this thing you can't do yet. You'll come back and you'll do it later. Um, it's all done so well though, and it's glued together in a really interesting way where you really don't hit load screens. Um, that uh, you. You get immersed and you just stay immersed. Uh, and it's hard to kind of pull away and stop playing the game. It's when it's hard to put down. Interesting. James, didn't it? You heard that um, that the boy, they had a different mechanic for this where he was teleporting behind you as you're going into new areas, right? Oh, How yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even tried to break it at one point because um, I knew that that was like the, the boy just gets teleported to your back a lot of times. Um, yeah, one of the things... That's interesting is you've got your son um, with you on this journey. Um, and it's really probably the best set of mechanics for a essentially an entire game of an escort mission where you got to keep him alive. Um, he fends for himself. He fights. It's very rare that he gets into trouble and you have to go save him. Um, and if he lags behind, all of the sections of the level, there's all these really creative spots where they've put either jumps that you have to make or walls you have to climb or even doors that you have to open. And they always reorient the camera right into the wall or directly ahead or on the doors, like right into the door so you can't see behind you while you're opening it. And then they just teleport the boy right, right behind you every time. And there's a couple spots where you can try and catch it. And it's pretty funny to see your like son just like disappear off the map and suddenly he's on your back. <laughs> uh, overall though yeah it didn't get in the way it just kept teleporting behind me it was, uh, it was good times absolutely had a blast with that, that that's the key if you're going to make a whole game of an escort mission oh yeah, boy right. I mean 10 years ago that, that would be yeah. a literal hellscape to be to be playing a game yep. like that yep yeah yeah um, there's an awesome documentary that Sony put up uh, wow months ago, last summer, I think, uh, called Raising Kratos. And it's just about Corey, uh, the, the game director, 
um, and a lot of just like his journey in life and in the studio and the studio's overall journey in making the game. Um, really interesting if you have any desire to kind of see behind the curtain on how they'd made God of War. It was really cool to watch that. Excellent. Do you have uh, do you have anything else over the break? Uh, yeah, last game I got into. I finally started playing a Battle Royale game. Uh, I've been playing Apex after Titanfall. That was kind of the, the movement system, the guns. Felt really fun, really good. Should have been playing that's that game's online uh, multiplayer. But uh, played some Apex, and now I'm stuck in that <laughs> uh, downhill spiral of uh, wanting to get on that, uh, try and complete levels, get all the stuff that they give you in that game. Um, it's a massive time sink. I used to play League of Legends. Kind of feels the same way, where you just play game after game after game, and suddenly your entire evening is gone. Uh, but it's a way to stay in touch with friends. So I've been uh, able to keep up with some guys by playing that game. So that's its biggest benefit. Is um, It's highly social. The three-man squads are awesome. I love that addition to the Battle Royale formula. That's what it took for me to get involved, is the multiplayer aspect, or uh, teamwork aspect. Um, and... I've, so far, it's been an absolute blast. The guns feel great. Gunplay's awesome. The movement has made me... In that game, you can, like, jump and crawl over almost everything. And, oh my goodness, now when I play any other first-person shooter, um, play Overwatch as well, occasionally, I just want to jump on stuff or climb walls, and I realize I can't uh, with their characters. And now I, I just wish every game had climbing mechanics like they do in Apex. Just the movement is amazing. Um, so... Uh, that's been keeping me busy in the few hours I can find in between trying to complete these massive single-player games. But that's about it. What about you, Aaron? What have you been playing? Well, speaking of Overwatch, mm -hmm. uh, I know that we were discussing, like in terms of these team-based um, first-person shooters, I don't think I would ever pick up Apex. But part of that is because I like having the objective-based games like Overwatch yeah. that are very team-based yeah. rather than just stay alive and kill each other. Yeah, the, like the abstraction of gunplay and combat. Mm -hmm. um, is, yeah, I could see Apex being a game where, yeah, you would not, you couldn't get invested in, mm -hmm. in the play. And, and part of it is because we have full-time jobs. We don't have the time to actually practice or at least I don't have the time to practice to where I want to be practicing my shooting and actually getting yeah. headshots every single time. It's why I don't play Widowmaker. <laughs> but I can play at least well enough to play Soldier in Overwatch and or some of these other supports like Ana. And I can still like be good enough. But a lot of it is about game sense, which I can I can I feel like I can learn on and be good enough to be able to play well enough and have fun. But I like the objective based, capture based or uh the payload stuff from Overwatch. And that's been something that I've been playing for since, almost since launch. I've, I think I've played Overwatch since launch, although I had a six-month break in there. Yeah, yeah, you've been playing that one for a long time. Um, yeah, you're also like the opposite of me as far as playing these. Like, I want to play with friends. I want to turn off chat if I'm alone. I don't want to play when I'm alone. But you get on and uh, can, like, make friends within how many, like, two matches, and you're talking and... and chatting with strangers yeah i literally had a game where someone else was singing and then i started singing along with them 
And then we joined up and just played a whole evening together, just re- singing random songs while we were playing the game. Yeah, that that I would, I'd be so quiet. <laughs> you would hate it. I would hate that. That sounds like a nightmare to me. I thought that but, died after Halo Three. That Halo Three is the last time I remember getting online and people having hot. But maybe it's because I'm not on PC. <laughs> yeah. but. Well, let, let me tell you. Let, let me tell you something about Apex. Uh, oops. <laughs> I've discovered that there's still the 12 year old bees out there (laughs) that just yelling and being very toxic. There's some that uh, aren't and they're just helpless and they really like need some encouragement, (laughs) like just someone to play with them and help them out. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Randy, that's uh, apparently hasn't changed any since (laughs) our our youth. Good to Uh, know I'm not just some old man thinking generationally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's there's some new kids on the block that are either beating us or, or screaming in our ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's crazy though, Aaron, is you aren't. I mean, you're meeting people our age on Overwatch, not like twelve year olds. Like you actually have made friends and can somewhat have small online community interaction with these people. That I are, would I would loosely classify them as friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the friendships last like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like a season or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not actually I'm not investing in these friendships in the same way, but on a night where I just kind of wanna I wanna go and hang out and relax, but you my other friends, my real life friends aren't available. <laughs> this is a way I can do it. And I'm really good at that first impression and like the first 30 minutes of talking. It's after that, an actual deep conversation and my personal friendship level, that's where it starts to get tougher. So I, I don't want to try sustaining that with these people. I just want the first 30 minutes and like the, the hey, can, did you make that headshot? Good job. And just yeah. being that kind of positive person. And that's the kind of gameplay I get out of like things like Overwatch. And so otherwise, I'm going to be playing the first... Uh, a lot of the JRPGs or solo games like Death Stranding, where ha- where the multiplayer is this vague uh, games will send. Yeah, like James described earlier for Death Stranding. Uh, but I like the very long solo play otherwise. Yeah, what else have you... So besides Overwatch then, speaking of long solo play, <laughs> I keep hearing because the music... Absolutely kills me on how it's good, but oh my goodness, is it repetitive when I hear it out on the TV. Uh, Aaron and I joked we should start a boyfriend reviews uh, YouTube channel because there's a girlfriend <laughs> reviews where it's, it's literally from the perspective of a girlfriend who has to I've, I've hear. Seen that, our, our mutual <laughs> I love that channel. That one for the new Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. It's because a lot of the games are just like the entire review is just about like how it sounds from one room over or something. Um, and it's oh my goodness! Review, yeah, yeah, that's Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. Is, that, Sounds... is that Inquisition or is that I'm I can't Search of an Elusive Age? Yeah, oh, Definitive wow. Edition S or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ridiculous title. Um, oh my goodness! The the battle music is always the same and it always starts the same. It's a great song, but man, it needs to be longer than like forty seconds. And oh my goodness, it needs to start at random spots and not always start with the same little spot at the beginning. 
Uh, I've got that like ingrained in my head forever. But that's that's my opinion. On the, that's my review. Aaron, how is the actual game after playing it? <laughs> yeah, let's get let's get a full review instead of it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, the battle music's repetitive and terrible, but good too. The girlfriend review from the girl who actually played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, you just you give it the review. Mine the wifey the, review. The wifey review. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I've gone past the main gameplay, but I haven't actually finished the post gameplay, which is supposed to be a part of like the main thing. Uh, so, is this, this an ongoing story, or is this, or is this like uh, Elder Scrolls, where it's it's a new story in the same universe? Considering I haven't played any of the other Dragon Quest games, I can't say. <laughs> does it feel like it picks up, or does it does it start with you waking up uh, in a cart? Uh, it with. starts with me. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, that's I. I've heard that it's completely independent. That to, like mm-hmm. a new player, it's a great place to start. I I really enjoy it. The characters hit a bunch of the way they deliver comedy and their serious notes really hits well for me. Uh, I do have to have a little bit of suspension of disbelief in some cases. Uh, what with a sword and sorcery game? With what? a video game? Suspension of disbelief? You're well, telling actually, me I can't my... carry 40 different packages on my back? Hey, arrows <laughs> don't weigh anything, my man. <laughs> right, or gold coins. Oh, I can gosh. have like a million of those on my body at, at one point. Gold's don't talk heavy. about my 100,000 gold coins. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, okay, so suspension yeah. of disbelief. Well, my suspension of disbelief comes from the how much facial animations they have, which feels rather limited, particularly for my own character which is a blank slate type character, and I'm actually kind of mad about that. <laughs> That's the one complaint I have with it is, or one of the ma- few complaints I have. But other than that, I love all your side companion characters and ha- the stories that they've gone through so far. I've enjoyed some of the twists they've brought around. Uh, about 30 hours in, I was like... Are you about I, to give a twist? Are, are no, you, are you no, 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 twist? no. I'm being vague. Oh, okay. I might be kind of giving a twist. I think but you, yeah, it's, it smells vague. like a twist to me. <laughs> what is uh, the Never mind. I'm still going to say this. So okay. <laughs> 30 hours in, I got to a point where I was like, this is supposed to be a long game, but I can't see where they go forward from this. How does this happen? And I get to this point and I'm like, oh, oh, what? Where does this come from? And I got I was very pleasantly surprised by how they introduced a twist. And and I really thoroughly I, I enjoyed it a lot and how they I wasn't expecting the game to throw that at me. And it was it made it more real and the characters more real and it was great. I am intrigued. This is that is not spoiler, that is intriguing. I am more interested in this game than uh thirty seconds ago when I first heard of it. So Okay. Uh I think you said that you're a Switch and a PC game? Uh, Switch and mm-hmm. Xbox is oh, uh, what I Xbox. got to work with. This is on Switch. Mm. Is, is it, is it good it. to play in bed with headphones? Uh, headphones. That's the best <laughs> part, yeah, so that no one else has to hear the repetitive music. Yes, it, yes, it is. Oh, good. Uh, I don't play with headphones, but yes, it is. Yeah, you, you should. You should. You should play with headphones more often. <laughs> No, okay, it's it's fine. Taken. I'm really dogging on the music, but <laughs> it's good. It's just that that battle theme always starts with the same brassy sound brassy designer start. dogging on music. Shocker. Yeah, that's yeah, oh that's a, that's a core. You don't want your music loop to be so short. I've 
committed my own sins wait wait till we music, wait till we get yeah, to my stuff sure. I, I i will one up you on this it's fine. oh boy it's fine <laughs> so this is would you would you say this game is is more like a like a skyrim it's a first person swords and sorcery rpg no no it's a jrpg which for those who don't know the J with a very large J, it's a very large J. Um, it means Japanese, Japanese so turn RPG. Based. So it's turn-based, um, Pokemon-esque in that sense. You get a team of which the whole team's on the cover, so this shouldn't be a spoiler. Um, but you get like a team of a couple of different people who have different classes. So you get someone who's more assassiny. You get someone who is a tank. You get someone who's a sorcerer. Someone who's a healer. So a little and more Final Fantasy. Very, very Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy yeah. and uh, and so that yeah, actually, very much like Final Fantasy. And one nice thing is, you get you're only allowed to have four people out on the field at once, but you can switch people in and out at any time because you have a team that's bigger than four. And oh, you, okay. you can switch them out any time in the game during the during the battles. Uh, and because they also updated for the definitive edition, it's not just two D, but you also have three D version of it. So you can decide how the game looks, which is really nice. And in the 3D version, um, you have the ability, like you can actually walk around monsters. Like in the uh, most recent version of Pokemon and Sword and Shield, they have the monsters that spawn out in the wilds that you can walk around. And they did something similar with this, or maybe Pokemon copied this game. I'm not sure which. Uh, or they have a similar as- same aspect here. And so if you don't want to fight, you don't want to be training up and getting all this experience, you don't have to. But they also make it very obvious. It's not random chance to run into something. I hate that in a lot of JRPGs is the random, like, random encounter encounter system. Hated that. So many Zubats. So many Zubats. (laughs) Yeah, and that's, yeah. (laughs) Pokemon finally kind of started to move away from that. But, oh, my goodness. Like, any, any game from 10, 15, 20 years ago, yeah, the random encounter systems. I hate it. So I was really happy to hear that this one at least lets you engage monsters when you want to and avoid them when you don't want to engage them. The mm-hmm. game's got a really good uh, like design and style for the Switch. It, it, it wouldn't be too taxing on the hardware, but it still looks, it looks good in, in yeah. the same kind of way that uh, Nintendo games found a way to have good fidelity without you know, needing the the really advanced systems, so it looks yep, it looks <laughs> really good for really, uh, this type of a game. Really good art direction. Order. Yeah. Yes, it looks not excellent, but it looks really like cartoony, but good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly that. It's got that kind of Nintendo styling to it, um, which will make it last a lot longer, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and stand up against other games far longer than. Um, other titles, and yes, it doesn't tax the Switch quite as much. So there's there's a lot of game that you're getting there. Um, so Aaron, yeah. in in JRPGs, there's there's kind of three parts of the game. There's there's the 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 encounters, which you know how fun is it to do the tactics of the encounters. Then there's the the plot and the storyline, and then there's characters. So of those three things, do you think they got at least two of them right or is there some some issues or do you think it was all well balanced yes i to all that i think their weakest part for me is the battling 
Um, I can, if I really want to, I can just put everything on auto run and the computer will, will handle all of it for me and it'll just kind of, which is great for grinding because then I don't have to be continually just pressing a mm -hmm. yes, 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 do this. Uh, which in some ways is a plus because I can go through grinding really easily. Um, in some cases I, and I do have a lot of control and I can, yeah, I can choose when I want to control what a character does. I wish there was a couple of different settings, a, a little bit more variety in the settings of what I could do for the autoplay. But I think that might be my weakest complaint is that sometimes the combat can be boring. Okay, so the, I mean, that's that's a, a major part of of a JRPG is is um, you know, the turn based battling system. But at mm -hmm. least they seem to know that it was kind of a weak point. So the fact that you don't have to do random encounters and you can uh, make things automatic for grinding if necessary seems like they at least tried to ameliorate um, the issue that they knew that they had. But it's still kind of a, you know, it's like if a FPS um, had an unsatisfying shooting mechanic. Uh, yeah, I guess. And for me, the the biggest part is the characters and the story. They got me hooked on those. And so for me, as I was starting playing through, apparently the uh, the estimated playtime for this is somewhere between seventy to eighty hours, Hachi or seventy machi. to ninety hours for the yeah, uh, main keep, story. We keep playing these long games. Oh. But I did it in fifty to sixty. So, which might tell you about how much I cared about like the side store, side not I mean side stories, but like the side quests or like trying to grind up. So I had really powerful characters. I just cared about getting the story because I was so. It's I'm still involved with this too. I'm in the post game stuff now, and I still want to get more story out of it. And well, that that's, that's good. Yeah. So, I think one of the things I did enjoy, like some of the earlier battles were very interesting and I know how to get past the some of the battling systems now because of how some of the tactics can work mostly I just I make sure I'm the one who's controlling the healer and I let everyone just do their auto damage because they'll pick the best moves usually but yeah uh, I just I kind of went straight through this straight through it because I just really couldn't get enough of it hey if you're and... getting if you're getting what you want out of the game then you know it sounds like it's it's a hit it out of the park uh, mm -hmm. for, for you personally then. Oh yeah. Like I would definitely, I would definitely say it, it is worth, I think if it's, we've, I've been told that this is one of the better JRPGs out there. And I would agree with that. My, my criticism of the battle system is not very heavy. It's not like this is bad battling system. It's just not where I find the enjoyment in the same way. It's that's where it's weakest for me. So what what is it? Is it simply uninteresting, or is it like there's just not enough options, or all the characters kind of feel the same, like fourth edition D and D, where it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Everyone kind of gets the same stuff. Is it that it's too easy? I would I would say it's not because they give me the option to autoplay it. It's not engaging enough. That's why. Well, I mean, it's so. Is it also easy, like the the amount of decision-making? I guess that's it. I mean, if you're not having to be taxed in any sort of way for decision-making, um, is that where it kind of drops a peg or two for you? Whereas other games with a turn-based combat system might engage your brain a little bit more? 
and four seed out, you have to make a little bit more tough choices if it's difficult or more difficult or if there's just like more. I've looked at your character set, so there's like piles of choices on like moves mm-hmm. you can do. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, it, I'm actually thinking, t- I played Final Fantasy 13, and even all, all the way through the end of that, where it has a similar thing, you have three character teams, and you, could, you can't switch them out in-game. When, when a, a character goes down, you can't uh, replace them in the battle. But that one, I had a lot more... Not a lot more control, but I was a lot more invested in making sure they did the right moves at the right time. And that, I think, made the battling a lot more engaging for me. Yeah. In Final Fantasy thirteen, at least, compared to this one. And in this case, sometimes I definitely need to make sure that certain, pe- certain people are doing the right moves at the right time. But not everyone. And maybe it's because there's four characters on my team out at once. Versus three. <laughs> but yeah, I think that... I think this is uh, the first RJRPG where it's been a mass amount or a bigger amount of characters out at once. Usually I play with, with three teams of three or Pokemon where it's one or two. Yeah, it feels like a kind of a big team. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I like that they've tuned it to where you're walking around with this like party of people and Aaron has the ability to just like, they're always there for the fight. Um, we can get the Pokemon at some point, but it's kind of annoying if you have like the one really good Pokemon that can like beat everyone for a big chunk of your game. You just can't get attached to the other ones. Um, so seeing Aaron have to like, if half her party gets wiped, she just pulls in the rest of her party. It always felt like for bosses and stuff. I mean, it, as a side viewer, I'm like, oh, your whole team is involved in this, not just like your cream of the crop top four. They all can... And in a lot of cases, when it's tuned right, when it is a hard fight, mm-hmm. it's it like you're pulling them all out for it. I will say the boss fights have been have been hard, and there's a couple that have failed. And I'm not saying they were, and they were definitely fun. I just didn't get the same engagement out of them as I did from the story and the characters. Yeah. I've just got so much more invested in them that I want to get past all the battles. <laughs> The character uh, and story is too good, and now you're you're in it just to watch the cinematics. Yes, the cutscenes. I see. I want a movie, not a game. Yeah. Well, that's what the other one is. That's the Death Stranding. That's yeah. You want the Death Stranding <laughs> yes. of the JRPG world. Bummer, bummer that it's not. But it's close. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of cutscenes in it, though, and a lot of story. Oh, I mean, you got Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five. You got um. Uh, you've got, you've got uh, what is it? Metal Gear Solid 6, is that the Survive, the latest one that came out? Yeah, no, Metal, Metal no, Gear that's Survive. A bag, that's a, that, yeah. Where Kojima is not involved, and it's a generic zombie apocalypse collect-a-thon. Yep, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what about you, Randy? What have you been playing? What, what is, what's on your docket over there? I don't know if you've got the time investment that we've been having. Since we both play games, we can like both play a game at the same time so we can invest more hours luckily it's episode one so i get to reach back a ways in there we go to almost thanksgiving um and i've i've got plenty of stuff i so i don't have a lot of time for death stranding and um dragon quest 100 hour Uh, jrpgs no you know but i i have time (laughs) for other things uh like so 
I guess I'll start with with my long one that I haven't finished it yet, but I am still playing The Outer Worlds. Um, Ooh, I played that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that you kind of <laughs> okay, went yeah. nuts and beat it in just yeah, I a beat few it. days. Yeah, it's, it was on Game Pass, so I had you know the one month for a buck to beat it. So. I, I have Game Pass, and I'm going to talk a lot about Game Pass because yeah, it's my yeah, yeah, new yeah. favorite thing. It um, can be pretty good. Okay, uh, so Outer, Outer Worlds, what do, you, what do you think of it? Where are you at right now? So Maybe in a general sense worlds, of time. Uh, I know a lot of people were disappointed, but I, I tried to go in not expecting too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone, rightfully so, was thinking, yes, this is going to be a New Vegas in space, which that's what I wanted too. I mean, but I, I knew that that was asking quite a bit. And when they got bought, um, when the company got bought, right towards the end by Microsoft, I was just hoping that they used it, that extra time and money to polish. And I think they did. I think that it's not a perfect game, but they fleshed out some of the characters so well that I'm I'm getting a lot of enjoyment. I, you know, you can't have all of your companions be uh, as well thought through and as well accepted. Um, as you know, your top two or three are going to be, but seeing the the care and attention that went in to most of it is good, and it's the the loop is fun, and being able to build uh, stuff is good for me. Strangely, my biggest problem is not uh, the kind of lack of story in the middle. It's not the um, you know anything that I've heard anyone else say, but it's the text chaff. Just when I'm, I've got kind of bad eyes when I'm looking at my TV and I'm playing the game and I go into my inventory, I can't read a thing. There's just text on oh, top of yeah. text. And the, I think, I don't know if it's the font, just something I can barely tell what it's saying. I'm like, okay, I can see the damage per second and, you know, the condition. And then the rest of it is just a whole bunch of extraneous stuff, but it's not even fun. Like, um, like text logs in most Fallout games are so much fun to read. I, yeah, it's just straight information. Yeah, and it's without the it it seemed to be missing some of the comedy, which goes in opposition to the story, which is hilarious and fun. I I I love the story. For me, that's it's super fun and entertaining. I actually laugh out loud at some of the stupid jokes. Um, they have the same kind of comedy timing that i i wish i had yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense that you like it that's ex- as soon as you said you were playing it i'm like okay yeah 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 this is this is it's on play. brand for me very much so it's it's silly and and fun it i don't know if the game is I, i'd call it good maybe not great um personally it's an eight out of ten but i can understand it not being there for most people but I, I just think that people are trying to compare it to, rightly, to Fallout and especially to New Vegas. And that's just, guys, that's such a high bar to set. New Vegas is amazing. Um, yeah, I I felt like it lacked some depth in the collectathon that Fallout tends to be, where you're just like running through and just like grabbing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Fallout 4, while it had a lot of weak points and even the base building. I only got fun, I think, after you bought a couple of DLCs. Um, it still like gave purpose to like all the random junk in the world. Whereas 
I stopped collecting stuff. I don't know about oh, you, yeah. but like it didn't it didn't matter. And also it wasn't the health items and the health system was interesting and tried to give substance to the collectathon that in all the became, world. That was my item uh, chaff. I, I couldn't understand. Yeah. I'm like, nope. I just yeah. because I can't keep track okay. of yep, keeping exactly it. like this thing in there and there's just too many stat bonuses. I'm like this is why I left World of Warcraft. I can't keep up with this. And so I mm-hmm. I just kept tinkering my weapons up to the top. And honestly, yeah. the game, for me, it's either too easy or too hard in any one, at any one time. I'm either getting team wiped in three seconds or I'm mowing everyone down. And it, it's, I was mentioning earlier, you know, either the the empowerment being a ramp or being steps. And you were saying that Death Stranding was yeah. a bunch of tiny steps, whereas... With these big, sudden ramps. That's why I liked it so much. It has a really good balance yeah, between the uh, two. Yeah, Outer yeah, yeah, World yeah. seems to be just a giant staircase. So you, you know, you bisect that staircase with a straight line for difficulty... And you spend yeah. a large amount of time just emptying your magazine into everything that's coming at you and just getting murdered and using up all of your resources. And then you get a gun or an upgrade. And then all of a sudden you're one-shotting everything until all of a sudden you're not again. And it's it's not, it's dramatic and it's a light switch on or off and for me, that's not what I want. I want it to be close to dying, like what? But it was always, boom! One one girl, <laughs> yeah. one guy goes down. Boom! The other gal goes down, and then I'm just running for my life, trying to kite everything until it forgets about me, so that I can then go back and wake him up. Yeah, that's not the kind of game. That's I how I dealt with a be. lot of stuff. Yeah. So wait, I'm just because I didn't watch this game very much. Outer Worlds, it's. Is it a team game? Is it is it one where it's, you have where you have a party? It's Fallout in space. So yes, you can have companions. Two companions. I think it's two. Yep, two at any one time. But it's just kind of mainly you and your show mm-hmm. running around in the the universe okay. with two tagalongs. Yeah, very much. And there's they do a good job with the dialogue that I think Fallout Four was missing. Uh, the companion dialogue is back. Yeah. That's excellent. I enjoyed talking to everybody yeah, in that and game. Yeah, not just companions. Just everyone has so much that you can say. So many. There's all of the side quests have at least like six or seven different ways to to do it. Even if it's kill this guy, it's like, okay, do you want to go in with like uh, energy pistols? Do you want to go in uh, with, you know you want to set explosives and draw people out? Do you want to hack this? Do you want to sneak there? And of course, everyone wants to be a sneaky sniper and you can do that on most things and then have, I have hack as my backup, you know, security stuff. And that takes care of most things. You can, you can complete entire objectives with a hack skill. You can be almost a pacifist run in the game. Yeah, and it's so. I think that would be. I'm oh, sorry. That's that's one thing that they that they fixed that I wanted Fallout Four to have, and it was missing. Was you don't just have to 
do the objective. You can find a way, almost a way to circumvent the objective and still get get it done. And that's, for me, that's the core, ga- core gameplay loop is, you know, talk to someone, get quest, get to quest, and then figure out which of, you know, how many ways can you do it? What's going to be the most fun way of doing it that you're specced for <laughs> instead of just yeah. how do I get Jesus. this done? How do I kill the super mutants and flip this switch? It's okay. I can mm-hmm. sneak past them or I can lure them over there or I can use my hack skill to make the alarm sound over there after I've placed mines and that'll you know blow them up. There's so many different ways to, to play this game. That's, that's what I missed and that's what I've been having fun with. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it has a fair bit of creativity. What do you think of the leveling system? Because I I ended up in, in the boat of towards the end of the game, you're too. It's got that same kind of Bethesda problem where you're like too powerful by the end. Since when you level stuff up, you're leveling up piles of things. I'm about halfway at least to a certain the game, degree, maybe maybe two thirds. Because I hear that you don't make okay. it all the planets. So I may be farther along than I think. That's the big complaint. And actually, I'm talking about game length, and a lot of people think it's too short. I think it's it's partially because of the expectation the game sets up as far Mm -hmm. as its length. And yeah, that gets cut short. Yeah, that's the thing is I was... So yeah, you're probably almost to the end. Honestly, you you might be very close to the end of the game. If you think that you're two thirds of the way, you're you're probably right around. That's what I've been hearing. But I'm like, I've done so very little with. There's some factions I haven't even met yet, and it's like, like if if I'm more than two thirds, oh boy, like this is a big empty game. Um, but you know, I'll I'll finish it up and and I'll see. Uh, but I am I'm still having fun with it. You know, it's. It's not exactly what I was hoping, but it was the first thing I've been excited for and not disappointed by. Um, this yeah. coming from a yeah, guy yeah. who pre-ordered and paid full price for Duke Nukem Forever. We all make mistakes. We do. <laughs> I I uh, avoided Anthem, but I also bought Fallout 76. Oh, when it came. boy. Yeah. That, that was a bummer. That was yeah. no good. So this this filled a hole for me, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, and I only paid a dollar. I consider my sixty dollars on Fallout to be put towards this game. <laughs> that that paid for my discount to, to one. That that definitely that definitely helps. So I mean, I I love the Outer Worlds, but I'm I'm more of a lots of short games kind of a person. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. so that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a lot of different stuff. Um, then you guys uh, come across my desk. Um, I'm a little late to the game on uh, to some games. Like uh, my wife and I recently, uh, we we moved interstate, so we had some some time without our our kiddos. And uh, I had the switch, and mm. we found snipper clips. Now, oh snipper yeah, snipper clips. We've been recommended that, that is it is well known to a lot of people but for those who don't know it's it's a it's a switch game uh, where it is a very cute kind of paper animation uh, puzzle game where it's basically specifically made for two people to play um, even your you know your stuff is basically uh, a joy con at the beginning um, and you 
you find ways to overlap your two identical characters that can rotate and cut each other like scissors and you cut chunks out of your geometry to make shapes and to make ladders and to and to uh you know get these different simple objectives done it, it scratches the same itch as like portal 2 for uh co-op yeah, yeah, puzzle yeah. solving and mm-hmm. that's something that my wife and I love to love to do is is um, there are very, very few non-puzzle games that I've gotten her uh, to play and enjoy, and that's that's something that's been really good for us. And Snipper Clips is great because there's a free demo, and so we did that and went, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. You we, we want to do this. So Snipper Clips and um, Overcooked are just great. You know, if you're listening to this and you can't get your significant other to play a game, uh, there's lots of stuff out there that is very lightweight and and fun uh that you can get into um overcooked may ruin your relationship but <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. i was even sniffer clips if it's like portal 2 uh, i mean there's certain points where the coordination needs to be at a certain no level. you go over there um, no no uh, just give here yeah give me the controller <laughs> i'll show you what to do. give me the controller yeah <laughs> you sit back i'll show you what to do yeah, and then that, i'll reset and then yeah. you can do it, but you have yeah. to do it exactly the way yeah. I did it. Are you watching? <laughs> I, there's not as much timing with like snipper yes. clips, right? So that's where the timing factor is what can add a stress mm-hmm. to a relationship while like, you're playing. Like um, and that's, know. yeah, like mm-hmm. overcooked. And that's where it gets more stressful. If you want to yeah. win, uh, you might have a hard time if they're really bad at it whereas i think with snipper clips like just you have to think through most of the yeah, you content you don't have to have that fast um, twitch muscle response to play yeah, which so helps get everyone a, in i mean like i love games yeah. that both me and my wife and my grandparents could all play together is uh is huge um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh and that reminds me of another game uh we're gonna we're gonna play a game right now there's a game that uh, our mutual friend uh, Will showed me, and uh, you guys might know of it. Uh, you use the same mechanic as Human Fall Flat, where your triggers can grab and you swing around, oh, but it's in two dimensional yes. space. Yes, mm-hmm. I know what game you're yeah. talking about. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, uh, where you pretty much have a guy with like fists. Yes. Right, and you just all you do is like grab with these two yes. fists, and it's like a platformer. I hope someone's yelling at yeah, their yeah. Uh, their phone or computer right now the name of the game because I cannot <laughs> remember for the life of me. But uh, those types of games are just wonderful. Uh, Baba is you is yes. oh that game is oof. I've had smoke coming out of like my ears I, uh, on that. We one. still that haven't one, beat it. I think we're like the, at the sixth world. Yeah. I think there's so much. The, the noodle was cooking. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's really good. And man, are those some chunky puzzles that mm-hmm. you have to and solve? And no, no fast switch muscle Very response good. needed. It's it's all think it through. No. <laughs> yeah, spent like oh. an hour sitting just staring at the screen trying to think through one mm-hmm. of the one or two of the hard. More puzzles. than once, we've had like six people those in a room games? playing that one game, and everyone just looking at it, going, "What are we oh, doing?" Oh yeah, gosh. trying to think through it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I oh. get frustrated by those type of games way too fast. What was that? Uh, the puzzle, those kind of puzzle games, like Baba is You, I might be able to get through the first couple of puzzles, but by the fifth or sixth, or like those puzzles, like if I don't get them fast enough, 
I get frustrated with myself and just it's not satisfying after a while. And I just get too frustrated to be able to even see yeah, I'm, it. Yeah, I'm always the person and, that goes, okay, guys, we're not going to get this one. We need to go to the next one. It's been like six minutes. I know. We've been sitting here staring at the same screen for six minutes. Let's do something else. <laughs> but uh, I, I do love the game Frankly, for I 10 minutes at a time. Soon. That's it. But. Yeah, I give up too soon. But. Usually I'm trying to de-stress and not get more stressed out by a game. That's, yeah, I, interesting. I don't like games typically that I feel like my time is wasted. So the biggest thing that can do that is, we'll take for instance, like a platformer that I get to the end of the level and then die and I have to redo the whole oh. level. It's typically like, it's the more of the thing I have to redo, the worse it is. So I have a lot of patience for a game like Bob is You where you can rewind every mm -hmm. move. So you're only ever losing a few moments of time or like one or two choices. So how do you feel about Dead Cells? And you're only ever being asked to do one. I've not played Dead Cells, so I have played Celeste. I forgot about that one. I did play that one over this so winter break like, that I had, the glorious Are you very anti-roguelike then? I'm fairly anti-roguelike, yes. I dislike the what is usually punishing mechanics. It's a good way to make the stakes higher is your time is on the line. That's what we're kind of holding from you if you fail this. Uh, but for me, yeah, I can only be pushed once or twice on stakes like that. By the third like reset or a whole bunch of item loss, I am I'm out. I start to really disengage from that. And that's when I like lose the patience for, for the game. I'm like, I have to put you away. I'm not thinking about your game anymore. I'm now just kind of realizing I lost two hours of play timer, you know what I'm with you. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to branch out more and you know, my time with hollow Knight and dead cells is me trying to play a little bit of every type of game. Um, even if it makes me want to throw my yeah. controller through the window. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it drives me insane. Cause maybe it's because I have like a little bit of PTSD from all those times that, I was playing Pokemon Red on my Game Boy Pocket and lost track of time and the battery died. Um, you lose oh. hours, literal hours of progress. Yeah. I cried yeah. in my pillow yeah. so many times. So many times. <laughs> I beat two uh, gyms. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah that's, that sounds like a nightmare right yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Have you had your DS die on you, Aaron, while playing Pokemon like that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, is that just yes. a, everyone who played back on like the handhelds? Oh yeah. Okay, I still yeah. get it now. You still have that? <laughs> Whenever I play on the DS, sometimes I've sometimes I'm not plugging into the charger often enough, and I will close it so it's paused, and then I'll leave it for oh. way too long, and I come back and it's oh. dead. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah. yes, I still do it. <laughs> Maybe not on the Switch, but yes, I still do that. Yeah, that's that's the kind of time loss that I can't do. At least with like dead cells, the idea is you've learned something and something has changed in the environment. You know, when you die, mm -hmm. like something's mm -hmm. different, but you've learned something, and so it's it's at least iterative instead of just nope, try again, nope, try again. Yeah, which uh, that's always been my problem with with side scrollers, like you know, classic Mario games. Is you know, I've done freaking you know. I've done this so many times or uh, a Super Nintendo Super Mario World if you don't get to that you know that next save point you could lose 
you know, however many worlds of progress, you know, to the, to the next one. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like losing progress. Um, yeah, that's an entire, you know, that, that could be a full conversation is like older game design like mm-hmm. that and the, the way that they designed difficulty back in the day compared to now. Also, we've got this weird kind of power creep, but backwards where games have gotten way more handholdy to avoid that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. We've like over-designed games now to the point where you really don't have to do anything yeah, outside. Like you don't even have to think about the game. I, yeah, or it gives you like prompts and stuff. I think one of the games that handled that particular system, maybe not that, not the hand-holding part, but uh, Undertale, it did this thing with the battle system, or at least just saving in general, is that anytime you made a decision, it didn't matter if you if you died and had to reload, the game remembered. And it had little prompts, both in story, and then every time you came to the same boss, he would have slightly different dialogue going into the, these boss battles that sometimes you just had to go to do over and over and over again. So that way you could just beat them because that was kind of part of it. But they always made it slightly different um, and interesting. So that way, even if when you died and had to redo it, it, the game remembered. And that was really, it, it was a really cool twist on uh, game systems in general, kind of a little bit of a commentary on save systems. Hmm. Yeah, that game was, had a very interesting, unique uh, way of of handling its like death system, or mm-hmm. like player failure, game over states. Um, that was a cool one. Like they saved the game, the fact that you play the game at least in this really random one spot. So you had to go into off. You couldn't just uninstall and reinstall a game to actually even start the game over and have it be a fresh start. You couldn't do that because it had this random save file on your computer that stayed there that it would go and read. To, t- to tell the game. And so if, even if you started over after uninstalling and reinstalling the game, it would still remember. It was, in some ways, a little bit creepy. <laughs> but yeah, it tried to be. Good. Yeah, it played into that. They, they really played into yeah. it. So I'll continue my changing of venue. Uh, hey, guys, uh, what the golf? Uh, what what the golf? Have you Have you played what the golf? At all. What the what? golf? What? The oh, golf. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. So it's an iOS game. Uh, it may be, may be elsewhere, but I've been playing it on my phone. And easiest way to explain it is when you start it up, yeah. there is a, uh, uh, the second thing over, it starts with campaign, you go over one, and it's literally show a friend. Because it's, it's so hard to explain that you have to show uh a friend what it is and the first level is uh you know kind of a a slightly low poly golf game and you know you drag your finger back uh and it gives you kind of you know a power meter in a direction you let go and it hits the ball and you know you try and get a hole in one and then you go to the next one and it's a slightly different layout and you pull back and you let go and the golfer shoots across the screen instead of the ball. <laughs> and, okay, yeah, I've seen footage and, of this. Oh, yeah, my goodness. You, you can, yeah, you continue on. I, yeah, you golf with, like, you. Yeah. You golf you? Yes. You golf the act. The golfer yes. is what flies. The, the club stays and the ball stays, and the golfer flies towards the hole. And oh, later goodness. on, it gets... 
absolutely ridiculous. There are references. There is a set of portal themed levels. There is a set. I mean, you you name it. It's it's in there. There's there's a one called the hole in one, and there's a number one carved into the ground ahead of you. And you pull back and you let go, and literally the hole that the ball is supposed to go into pops out of the ground and rolls in an oblong way. And at a certain point, you're, you're throwing cats and it's, you, you must, you must play because it's on iOS. iOS. Okay. Is it it on Android as well? So I can try this. Um, So we can pull it on an iPad, right? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Probably. Okay, we got to try. I this originally out. got it on Apple Arcade. <laughs> I did my free trial, and yeah. uh, this this must be part of my phone at all times. It's more important than the text function for me. Um, <laughs> it gives you a um, when you log in, it gives you a a, a stroke count. Uh, so in real time, I'm going to boot it up, and we're going to see exactly how much I've played this in the past few weeks. So I'm. At seventy-five percent complete with five hours of playtime and sixty-four hundred wow. strokes. Wow! <laughs> yes, I, I am enjoying it. This is something I'm going to hundred percent. And each hole, each hole yeah. is actually three different holes, because you do it and then you try to better it, and then it gives you a completely random ace, and they're only tangentially related. Uh, from time to time. Yeah. There's so much game in this simple, I mean, it's still pull back and let go, but yeah, they've just twisted the mechanic in every possible way to, I mean, in every possible dimension, there's 19 dimensions of, of play. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's the most fun per minute. And you know, the complete opposite of Baba is you, where you may spend, 40 minutes figuring out a level, which for me, it's, it's yeah. 17 minutes. And then I am going to get on my phone and look it up. Um, mm-hmm. But what, what the uh-huh. golf is the golf game for people who don't like golf. And it's, it's exactly yeah. that. And yeah. it's wonderful. And even people who like golf enjoy it. It's, it's silly and fun. Um, oh man. Okay. I've got so to that's play. a good lightweight uh, game that I, I highly recommend. Um, and, uh, other than that game pass just has so many small games. I've played through super hot now. Um, super hot is, is so kind of, it just kind of changes the way that I, I thought of, of indie games. It's, it's the game I didn't know I wanted. I, I played the (laughs) matrix game back in the early two thousands on PS2 and and the bullet time was was I fun. That. I think I remember that it, one too. I mean I remember quite literally playing that with you. For sure for sure. <laughs> so, uh, guys, it holds yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. own it and it holds up. Yeah, yeah. And visually? No. Oh, nice. oh no, it looks no. It, like like <laughs> gameplay it's mechanics. It's fun to play. It's silly. It's yeah. absolutely silly. You, you look at it and you go this looks bad. It almost plays bad, but it's still fun. Uh, don't try and beat it. Just play the first. Just play the the post office over and over. Oh yeah, yeah. But okay. um, 
Game Pass has all these these short <laughs> games, and now yeah. I need to get VR because I want to play super hot VR so bad I can In taste VR. it. VR, yeah. <laughs> so we have an Oculus. Uh, sounds like we actually. I do need to play that one. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that yeah, one yet. Yeah, super hot. I mean, just the whole idea of being able to contort your body and let go of a gun yeah. and catch it with the other hand and fire. That, yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, it, it changes the, the abilities of that game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've got to play a little bit of of so many different games. Uh, I recommend Brothers. Brothers is a great game on Game mm-hmm. Pass um, and other places. You have... Uh, so it's... It's kind of a top-down, almost isometric um, adventure game. And they're an older and a younger brother. Um, there's no uh, no vocabulary to it. There's no, uh, there's no speech. Yeah, no there's dialogue. no dialogue. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's uh, kind of Nordic, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. If you haven't played it, it's it's got a, a wonderfully fun mechanic where the left side of your controller uh, handles one brother and the other side handles the other. Mm-hmm. So do you play it co-op? Is that the uh, recommended style of play is two people half holding the controller I'm each? not sure if you can play it co-op. I, <laughs> I just played it uh, myself uh, one night, which I don't yeah. recommend playing at night towards the end. It gets a real creepy. But... Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, but it was fun to kind of try and split my brain and try to control both characters at once because you're also grabbing and let go, letting go of the trigger to grab and let go of of things because it's very much a platformer. It's a platformer puzzle game. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that was another short, I mean, it's like a three-hour game if you're taking your time. It's very, oh, very wow. metabolizable. Like you yeah, just, really... you just intake and it's done, and it's, and it feels, yeah. it feels good and interesting. Um, another one that I got to play on there that uh, my wife loved until we finished it. Rhyme. Um, Rhyme is a, is a similar kind of uh, action adventure adventure puzzle game. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, Cubed Two. There's there's tons of these games you would never think to try, but when they're all free, yeah, yeah. When you're just paying yeah. like the subscription yeah, service for maybe one or two big titles, mm-hmm. suddenly, yeah, these very easily digestible side titles become actually really appetizing. Maybe exactly. Yeah, I like mean, in a Saturday, afternoon. I probably I've probably played more games via Game Pass. Um, than yeah. I have played in the past three years um, of, thing, of things oh, wow. I've had to buy yeah. just because you don't have to worry. It used to be, well, you can go to GameStop if you don't like it. You got a certain amount of time to bring it back. This is just, you never get off the couch. You just, mm-hmm. in the time it takes you to reheat the Totino pizza rolls, you, know, you can download <laughs> Those Tostinos, a different man. one. And so yeah, if, it, yeah. if it falls flat, it falls flat. But they've also got, you know, Gears of War 4 and 5. They've got um, Wolfensteins. Yeah. They've got, um, oh, just 
I'm trying to think. I mean, the outer, the outer world. Day one, uh, as an example, yeah. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that has been something. Yeah, it's an investment just to. I mean, to put sixty dollars down on a title, even if it's an indie title, and you're twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. There's also the question of just like, is it worth my time? Even before, is it worth my money? And it's a pain to like go get a game or even order it online. Um, if you're trying to like look up reviews, figure out what you like or don't like. Yeah, when you've got like the Netflix list, and you can just pick one that has a cool box cover and a couple descriptors yeah. that seem interesting. And it, it, yeah. it even has backwards compatible better. games. So I have a couple of, nice. I mean, I've played um, um, Republic Commandos. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah, they got a couple of really The original good ones Battlefront there. 2. Um, you know, yeah. my son yeah. and I play MX Unleashed, which is kind of best of breed for uh, motocross games. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Ninja Gaiden Black is on there. Just some really good uh, stuff throughout the years, as well as a lot of indie titles. Uh, Human Fall Flat is on there. So if you have a PC or an Xbox, it's it's worth looking through. It says a hundred plus, but I think there are close to three hundred games on there. So it's yeah. worth a look. Okay. Um, last one is um, going back to Switch. Um, I have two kids, uh, five and two, and my five year old has been playing games off and on for a while. But uh, I finally got him. He's finally old enough where he's starting his first adventure into Pokemon. Oh, boy. Ooh. So he uh, he started <laughs> Let's Go Pikachu, and... Um, yeah. Nice. He's, Good place he's, to start, I think. He's going to kill me with this. Uh, my, my anxiety is just through the roof. Uh, we get up, finally get up to Vermilion City, and uh, he finds the Pokemart, and proceeds to blow every dollar on more pokeballs you're just gonna find them around bud but i refuse to tell him anything it's i oh yeah he's gotta learn (laughs) he's gotta learn the way we learned back in Mm -hmm. the day yeah and he uh you know he just he runs from from battles uh but he will catch everything in sight he's He's not switched out one one Pokemon in his top six, but I think he's already up to forty total in his bag. He's they got him. Wow, <laughs> he's yeah, a, he's in catching frenzy he's, now. Uh-oh. He's never gonna make it to Pewter City. I mean, never. He's he's never gonna leave. Yeah, that's funny. But, that and that one though, like, it's, it's all about the catching. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, because that's yeah, you have to catch throwing, that one. That's yeah. how you level up. <laughs> Has he tried uh, Sword and Shield in any sort of way, or is it still? Is he on Let's no, Go? He's just on. He's just on Let's Go. I haven't. I yeah, played yeah. Red and Yellow growing up, and then I hadn't touched another one until I picked up Let's Go. Um, yeah. I had seen other people play Gold and Silver, but that's about where it ended. Uh, my brain can't contain more than 151 Pokemon. I just I know everything about those ones because I, mean, I used to do the trading yep. card game like crazy but man mm-hmm. i'm in that boat once they got past with the 250 i'm like i can still keep on this train and then before i mm-hmm. had those figured out they added more and then it was not a round number but um yeah i think it's after generation four that i've lost track 
but I've played every generation. Yeah, I was about to say, Aaron, how, what's it like over there having played every single Pokemon game that's come out? I can probably identify which generation each Pokemon comes from. It doesn't mean I will know the name of each one. The first 150, I could tell you what level each one evolves at. And I can tell you most oh, wow. of their uh, attacks that they're going to receive and about when they get it. Um, I nice. have the first generation still stuffed in my brain. Trigonometry, I don't remember super well, but definitely <laughs> Pokemon. But those 150, yep. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it's, it's really fun watching him uh, figure stuff out. And, you know, I thought he was going to want to name everything, but he, he doesn't. He simply has no interest in that. And huh. learning hmm. what his priorities are and aren't. Um, and he, you know, I told him, oh, well, you can go talk to people in town. Eh, nah, I'm okay. Like, okay, this is a very social kid in real life. And he just has no interest talking to anyone. He just, he just spent yeah. an hour mm-hmm. and a half catching. Um, I'll be curious to see like what he gravitates towards game wise, like in the next couple of years. Because mm-hmm. as he branches he's out. done mostly sports games uh, so far, like just, you know, racing games primarily but mm-hmm. he's done some super mm-hmm. mario world but he, you know at five their their coordination on that is just not ideal mm, yeah but he's he's yeah. certainly getting there he's he's uh he's to the point that he can he can stay on the track in racing games and he's gonna beat world one one probably by the end of the week he's pretty close uh yeah but the rest of them are, are pretty tricky. It's it's just interesting to see a kid start at zero. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And his priorities are are interesting because he likes he likes old games. I took him uh, recently uh, Good. before we close out. We did the uh, <laughs> Portland Retro Gaming uh, Expo while we were still in the Portland mm-hmm. area. Nice. Yeah, he loved it. He spent probably a half an hour on the Vectrex. Wow. Well, good for you. Uh, Training him in the ways of old Mm -hmm. games, you know, graphics aren't everything. And he he loves, (laughs) he'll go, he doesn't care if he's playing Mario Kart 8 or uh, Super Mario Kart. He's just happy to play. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's a kind of a quick overview of, of some of the things uh, I've been, I've been playing uh, over the past period of time. Man, that's actually a, a large list because you've been doing all the small digestible mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. <laughs> off the of Game Pass. Uh, indie games, too. Aaron, haven't you been playing? There's like two other indie games that you've been playing or played through to some degree. Uh, they're smaller games, but they, they're more relaxing. One of them is called Islanders. And literally, like what you're getting is you get a set of like, hey, you can build a house for a villager or a mansion. Um, and you get a certain amount of them, and you can, and you have to place them well enough on your little island that's generated by the game, and you have to place them well enough to gain enough coins to buy the next pack of like the that might be a forest uh, or a foresters. That sounds or, like a free to play game. <laughs> it was five dollars. It was five dollars, no. but the the loop is is short and rewarding. That 
it's just it's a nice little loop that's really relaxing. Great music and great visuals. It's just kind of a city builder. It's like if I, it's a city yeah, well, builder. What would you call it? But it's like a it's a it's a plot not a platformer. It's a puzzle game that's mainly to do with spatial aware. Like it's a spatial puzzle game that actually is all about having some numbers go up underneath, right? You like your the joy is getting yeah. that one building to power two oh. other buildings correctly. Because of the spheres of influence of buildings, yeah, that's this has about a little it. bit yeah. of frost. And so then you're just trying to like just without all the um, despair. Yeah, it's very positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right, isn't that like the game loop is far more of like, ooh, I can squeeze out a little more energy and mm-hmm. get this other building, and that being powered means it gives water to these types of buildings mm-hmm. that benefit from like fountain. Except for it doesn't something. even like go into all the extra mechanics. It's just. Did the, did you place this in a, within the sphere of influence to get you forty coins or thirty nine? Right. Yeah. They and distill go, it all down into like a really easily very digestible, yeah, super digestible. easy to, di- yeah. to digest, to relax, and just like this is fun and it's not a big deal if you don't get very far because you can. It's really easy to restart it, but then it's really rewarding if you can get keep going and keep going. Yeah, I've seen you play that for a while for like a five dollar game. Same with probably the the uh, what the golf game. <laughs> Yeah. I, as a designer, I, I wonder like how much time they expect people to play at any one sitting. What the the design loop of how long they want someone to be able to play through the game. And Aaron's over here playing like, you know, have you played that game for like three hours straight at, at some point? Yeah, that's just maybe like, five max. Yeah, wow. But and then I'll like I'll, I haven't touched it in a, a month, but I'll probably pick it up again one yeah. evening in a couple months. And I was like, this is good. Yeah. And then I'll put it, put it down. I'll do a bunch of other games, and then I'll pick it back up in six months. Oh, you know what game I do that with all the time? And, Randy, you might remember this game. Heroes of My Magic 3. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I still I pick it up just <laughs> like Aaron said. I'll pick it up, play three hours one night, and then not touch it for a couple months, and then pick it back up. I was typing so, it out on my phone because I, I knew where you were going to go. Yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Heroes of My Magic 3 actually feels a lot similar where it's a lot of numbers going up your monster numbers piles and piles of creatures that you're throwing at start with lots and with a whole what else yeah yeah and with just throngs of uh piles and piles of creatures yeah that's kind of scratches the same itch but way more numbers and way more stuff going on underneath so it's it's cool i to see that particular what's the name of the game Aaron? Islanders? The city builder islanders islanders it's cool to see such a distilled version of that loop as far as thinking and, and the mm-hmm. rewards that it gives you. Um, what's the other one you've been playing too, Aaron? The it's like, Overland. travel across America? Uh, it's Overland. Overland, okay. Ideas that aliens have invaded. You are on the East Coast trying to make it to a sanctuary or something that's over on the West Coast. You don't know what's over there. but um, And you're just trying to survive. There's these weird uh, alien things that are coming around, and they will hit, attack you and eventually kill you if you can't get it through. Wow. These... And you can pick up stragglers. Sometimes there's dogs that you can pick up. You can uh, trade out your car. But it's not... It's, it's low poly, very small remember. maps. Like, very small maps. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a puzzle yeah. game where it's like, here's your puzzle. Here's this tiny little it's map. It's a strategy puzzle. Yeah. And it's turn-based, right? So it's it's a lot of, like, here's the mm-hmm. monster's... Here's how much you have only so many turns to lay in choices on where you send your guys, the monsters yeah. move, you need to get back in the vehicle and get out. 
when it's a post-apocalyptic like zombie game practically right but instead of zombies it's like weird creatures yeah and i really like the designs of these creatures and like and the art choices and the style for the people and i like how we went through and ultimately i like the little twist at the end because there's twists. always a twist at the end. All these games you play have twists at the end. I huh? like the story. You like a good twist? <laughs> little twist? Yeah. I say it's a twist. Maybe it was expected by anyone else but me, but it was a twist for me. <laughs> nice. Do you see yourself playing more now that you've gotten through that, though? Or is that mainly like the game is kind of consumed once you finally do beat it, so to speak? There's more... I'm not an achievement hunter, so I'm not going to go through it for the achievements. Yeah. However, I've, I've been following the development of it and updates on Twitter. So I plan on going back to it eventually because I'm seeing what they're adding in. Is it an early access right now or is it just they've got more content planned? They've got more content. Oh. They're doing bug fixes. It was funny because one of content. their okay. big bigger bugs recently was a giant dog on a map that filled up the whole map. Oh, yeah. Randy, you're talking about those like tiny little maps. And anybody who looks this up will see that the map size is like tiny at any one point. Yeah, there's like a dog filling the entire thing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, was like one of their bugs. It was great. Yeah, it's like Clifford. And so, but that one is fun. And it, it scratches the itch when I need to think a little bit more, when I need a little bit more challenge. It's, it's weird. It's a, And it's also randomly generated, so it's not the same each time I go through it. Yeah. It's like a, a tiny, almost, almost cute XCOM. <laughs> I, that's a really good way of putting it, I think. It's cutesy, almost. I mean, it, it, <laughs> creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy for XCOM. XCOM but yeah. 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 I think when I started this, though, because I found this one, and James had just started Death Stranding. And so we were both joking that we're both journeying across America in two different <laughs> ways. Yeah, avoiding monsters and uh, trying to reach the West Coast. Yeah, And trying to reconnect with thing. people. Yeah. Same premise. Same premise. <laughs> oh, man. Lot, lots, of, lots of games. Um, there's, mm-hmm. and there's, yeah, we maybe play too many video games. You know, that's the... Well, we'll... We'll see. <laughs> Looking at the list, like, yeah, oh my goodness, all the games we've played. Well, I mean, but we 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 get to um, cheat today and and reach back as far as we want in in the coming is, weeks. We'll, we'll see uh, just how uh, how deep our uh, wells go. But um, I think that's probably good uh, for for episode one. Um, mm-hmm. All that was was wonderful games, and I I mean. So if you could recommend any any one game right now of what you're playing, what what would you recommend people people try out? What are you in, what are you enjoying the most? I'm actually going to recommend Overland. It's the one we were just describing and I think because it's on the shorter side, but it is still stimulating to play through. I really enjoyed it. And while I haven't been playing it recently recently, it still is really good. I think I played it back in November. I'd, uh, oh man, I'm going to just, I can't recommend any one of the main three games I played, I think it's enough. Uh, Death Stranding, for anybody who wants a more relaxing game, especially uh, more towards the gamer's side of, of the spectrum, people who are playing a lot of games, um, I think they'll enjoy Death Stranding more than the, the casual person because mm-hmm. um, of how abstract some of the mechanics are. Uh, if you're getting tired of playing 
very demanding games. It's a very enjoyable, relaxing one. It ended up being peaceful for the most part and easy enough to where it's, it's just very enjoyable. I'd highly recommend it for that. Uh, for anybody who does like their games to be a little more challenging, uh, God of War would probably be the recommended. If they ha if you haven't already seen or heard enough, you know, ranting and raving about God of War, uh, I will give it another two thumbs up towards playing. And I have to say Titanfall 2 also. If you can get it for under 20 bucks, I think that it's worth the six hours. Hands down, if you like... If you, especially if you're older and you remember like the old Halo 1, Halo 2 campaigns, it feels like a little slice of that, um, at just a slightly like lower budget. I'll also point out uh, the so voice I, actors yeah, are actually super, super good, super talented. It's it's really good. It's written really well. Um, yeah, which one are you talking about? Because honestly, all three Titanfall. of them have good Titanfall writing. Titanfall is the one, the one that, I have, uh, that, I, yeah. that I know. I, I'm sure the other two are good, but I, yeah. I've played Titanfall and... And uh, I know some of the voice actors from other stuff, and they are they are a delight to listen to. Yeah, yeah, they deliver excellent um, characters, both in the writing and, and then how they they actually perform it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd have to re I recommend all three games for different categories, depending on what kind of flavor you're you're looking for. Um, yeah, that's mine. What about you? Um, me, uh, if anyone's looking for a game that they can play uh, in bed or on the train or in the lavatory, oh, yeah. what the golf? Uh, just the golf. know that you will, you will laugh and people will look. So, it's I'm 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 couldn't tell you how many times I actually like visibly like cracked um, when I when I saw one of the levels. And you know, exclaim like, "Are you kidding?" Like it's it, it's not nothing I expected uh, to see. Um, but it's, yeah, and it it plays well. That's the thing is, it's fair, and none of it's some of it's a little hard, but you can get it. You can beat most people can one hundred percent this game. I'm not good at video games. I like them, but I'm not great at them. You can beat this game. Uh, it's yeah. challenging only because you have to figure out how the physics work. But yeah, I recommend that. Cool. I'd pick it up, but uh, looking it up on my phone, looks like Android doesn't support it, so I'm super sad. Mm. We'll have to get an iPhone just to just to play. What yeah, you, you know someone with an iPad. You have, a, you have a parent with an iPad. Oh, yeah, you're right. No. Yeah, Aaron, you've got the iPad over there. Okay, I'm going to go play that after this. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. Well, uh, as far as quick admin, it's the it's the usual stuff. Um, uh, just uh, the the show is on a, a larger network. Uh, it's the Tiny Dog Podcast. You can find all the stuff at tinydogpodcast.com. dot com. Um, and uh, if you're interested in different stuff, uh, all the shows are are of completely different things. Um, so, uh, uh, definitely check that out. Do you guys have anything, uh, you want to plug at all or, uh, no, I don't think so. It's been fun talking about some games. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, tune in, uh, for the next episode, uh, when it, when it goes up, uh, and, uh, thanks to James for doing the, uh, the editing on this, on this show. Yeah. My pleasure. 
Excellent. All right. Well, uh, it was good to, good to talk to you guys and uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. Yeah. We'll chat again in the future. All right. Good night. It's been fun. 